There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. It's Tuesday, May 24th. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Learn how Steamfitters can benefit your business at steamfitters-602.org. Today, Howard County is moving forward with a plan for an enormous tunnel meant to spare Ellicott City from devastating floods, like it saw in 2016 and 2018. WTOP's Neil Augenstein talks about the plan. This is an aggressive attempt to keep the water off Main Street. And they're digging through a mountain to do it. And talk about bad timing. The gas tax in Maryland is about to go up. And both the governor and the comptroller think the other should do something about it. WTOP's Kate Ryan tells us what this blame game is about and how much more you could see prices rise. So the issue is now, who's going to pick up the gauntlet and, and take the action? Thanks for joining us. I'm Luke Garrett. And I'm Megan Cloherty. Once in a thousand year floods aren't supposed to happen in the span of two years. But that's exactly what happened in Ellicott City back in 2016 and in 2018. Both floods devastated the city's historic downtown and killed three people. Here's WTOP's Dave Dildine reporting from the scene in 2018. It's clear there is significant road and infrastructure damage along Main Street. Entire sections of asphalt lifted, catch basins exposed, a concern over structural damage. Several vehicles flipped and tossed in raging water. We have a nice white Ford F-150 that's floated down the road somewhere. We don't know where it went. Andrew Kolejvari was visiting from New Hampshire. Saturday morning, we just had our last repairs finished from the last contractor from the 2016 flood. Residents like Ann Barr shocked after over eight inches of rain led to a seen all too similar to the flood disaster that occurred nearly two years ago. And fast forward to today, as Howard County is announcing a massive investment towards preventing a repeat of these floods in Ellicott City. Its plan is to drill through a mountain, diverting tons of water through a massive tunnel. WTOP's Neil Augenstein has the details on the plan. Neil, you covered the destruction of these floods. Can you start by taking us back to what you saw? I was there in uh, 2018, uh, a couple of days after it happened. Uh, a lot of these homes and a lot of these businesses had broken out windows, uh, were unsafe to be in. The people who lived there were trying to to see what was left of their property. Mm-hmm. The first views of it were pretty dramatic. You know, I, I don't want to go as far as to say a war zone, but it was really it was really dramatically damaged. You could tell just a couple of days after the 2018 storm that it was going to be a long road back. Yeah. I just remember you have those moments when you're reporting where you really see the force of nature. And it's like, what happened? This was water that did this? I remember one woman lost her life because she was trying to reach her dog who was being swept away and she was swept away. I remember another incident of, I mean, it happened so quickly. This group described that they were eating like lunch or having a meal inside a restaurant, saw somebody in the middle of the road in his car that was being swept away and like created a human chain to reach this guy and pull him out. So it was no joke. And and if you've ever been to Ellicott City, it's the cutest little downtown. 
But the downtown proper is really at the bottom of a very steep hill. So when we got there, you could kind of perch up on top and see, like looking down, almost like a diorama Mm. at this destruction. It was really unreal. There were photos of cars in the stream that had been washed down and were on top of each other behind a little bridge. To your point of of the the force of nature, that really was showing that what is usually uh, 363 days of the year, uh, a, a picturesque stream running through a beautiful historic former mill town the way that the water runs and the way that the topography of Ellicott City is that if there's an inordinate amount of, of water, it just goes right down the same place, mm-hmm. the same way every time and washes things away. Just in case you didn't think that this was maybe a necessary project, we know from experience and we'll have photos up on our website that it is. Um, So this enormous tunnel project is part of a larger watershed master plan that's been in the works since 2017, even before the second flood. So, Neil, can you tell us about the tunnel? I mean, is it going to run underneath downtown? Tell us about the logistics of this thing. This is by far the largest and potentially most effective aspect of the plan to to minimize flooding along Main Street, and uh, ground is expected to be broken later this year. Uh, Howard County Executive Calvin Ball announced that the county had secured funding to build a 5,000-foot tunnel Hmm. that will carry water away from Main Street and into the Patapsco River. It will be one of the most important, impactful, and transformational projects that Public Works has done in the history of Howard County. This money, this funding comes as part of a $75 million water infrastructure finance innovation act loan with the uh, US EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. So this is the kind of project that the EPA uh, takes bids on and awards these low interest loans to allow a jurisdiction to do a huge project like this. From what happened today during the news conference, it was a a good loan, a a 3.17% loan, a (laughs) 30-year loan. And uh, the the timeline is that the design is expected to be completed later this fall. The way that they're structuring it, they'll, they'll be able to bring in designers into the process very early And that will help them start uh, breaking ground. And Neil, how how large is this tunnel? Because I imagine it has to move a certain amount of water for this to work, right? The tunnel is supposed to be 18 feet in diameter, which is able to carry a a swimming pool's worth of water every second. That's a lot of water. Yeah. And so that, in theory, will be able to, to carry enough water to keep it off Main Street and we'll dump it directly into the Patapsco River. Did officials speak to whether this project was a silver bullet of sorts and if this would really ensure the protection of Ellicott City from, you know, a future 1,000-year flood like we saw in 2016 and 2018? There is no silver bullet when it comes to flooding. This is the hope that this will minimize the most amount of flooding. It is by far the most aggressive 
plan that they've tried in covering the the floods at Ellicott City in the past. You know, they've built holding pools, they've built, they've widened the culverts to to carry water. This is by far, this is a mega, mega project that, that they're doing. I never thought that they would try this as a way to deal with flooding. And during the press conference, county officials were saying how, you know, this really speaks to climate change and what needs to be done because, these, as you mentioned, drastic measures sometimes need to be taken. And they were saying how it really is an example for the state as a whole. Soon we will be one of the first mill towns to rebuild itself into a model across Maryland, across the United States, across the entire world for resilience. So I'm wondering, too, if if D.C. or some of these other jurisdictions that also experience flooding, I mean, we know in D.C. that the the roads that have water names, right, Little Falls Parkway and downtown Alexandria, these are areas that also have a lot of flooding. So I'm kind of interested to see if they're going to look to this project and maybe do something on a smaller scale or, you know, have it be an example. The last time we got together, we were talking about the situation in D.C. with with their water, their drinking water supply. And so in the same way with this case, the Army Corps of Engineers is going to be very involved in, in making sure that the plans that are used here mm-hmm. will uh, will check all the boxes and, and will uh, will keep the, the water supply safe. I know that the, this particular project will be looked at because, again, if you visited Ellicott City and you know how cute a mm-hmm. town it is, this is an aggressive attempt to keep the water off Main Street and the way that they're digging through a mountain to do it. So this is is really, they really are going for it. Well, Neil, thank you for updating us on, you know, this drastic measure to help protect Ellicott City from future devastating floods and telling us about, you know, a broader trend that may you know affect other cities as well. We'll talk soon. After the break, gas prices in Maryland are set to rise even more in July with the increase of the state's gas tax. The desire to spare consumers at the pump is turning into a spicy political standoff in Annapolis. If you want to save money and grow profits on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC or refrigeration project, go with the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. You can trust the experience of its workforce, members who have expertise in heating, air conditioning, refrigeration and process piping to deliver work that's on time and on budget. For a partner you can trust who's mutually focused on your bottom line and to schedule, contact Steamfitters Local 602 at steamfitters-602.org. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602, changing lives. Thanks for listening to the DMV Download. If you like the podcast, head to our show page, give us a rating, and leave a review. We read all of them and use the suggestions to improve the show that we're so proud of. It also helps other listeners find this, our region's only local daily news podcast. Thanks for making us a part of your day. The governor and state comptroller of Maryland are in a heated blame game over the state's increasing gas tax. Here's the backstory. Two months ago, the legislature enacted a gas tax holiday when oil prices started to climb, but that expired after 30 days. And with AAA reporting the average price of gas in Maryland today at $4.60, of course, we'd all like to save money at the pump, but it seems like there's a disconnect here in who can do what for Maryland drivers when it comes to the automatic gas tax increase that is tied to the consumer price index. It sounds complicated, but thank goodness we have WTOP's Kate Ryan here to explain the back and forth for us. And Kate, This started with Governor Larry Hogan urging Comptroller Peter Franchot to take action, right, to lessen the impact impact on the rising tax. 
I mean, let's start with the tax itself. What is this tax and when is it supposed to go up? Okay, this is the motor fuel tax for a fancy name for the gas tax. Um, And every June, it is up to the comptroller who calculates the taxes in the state. Okay, it is his job to tackle this. Mm -hmm. Um, And by law, he has to increase it. That's what the law is. We have a gas tax. It goes up. That's tied to the consumer price index. So right now it's at just under 37 cents a gallon. Once that goes into effect July 1st, 43 cents is what you're going to be paying at the pump, 43 Mm. cents total. Right. And so this is why Hogan is, you know, saying that Francho has the power to help drivers save money at the pump. And he's done it before. Well, the comptroller has taken action to uh, blunt the effects of tax increases in a number of ways. He has delayed the filing deadlines for certain taxes. He has delayed the payment deadlines for certain taxes. Mm. But he argues that he has consulted with the attorney general, Brian Frosch, and asked him, hey, what can I do in this situation? And argues that his hands are tied in terms of direct compensation to the person at the pump. Mm. Now, Hogan has said, but wait a minute, you could delay the payments that businesses have to pay, the taxes on the gas, on the motor fuel tax. Francho argues, but that doesn't help the person at the pump. Hmm. And today he released a new letter kind of spelling this out, essentially, right? Because it kind of made it look like he wasn't willing to yesterday. Exactly. And he says, and this is a quote from Francho's letter, the governor's office has correctly cited examples in previous years when I unilaterally extended deadlines for tax returns, just what we talked about. Right. But it makes no mention of my ability to halt temporarily or permanently Hmm. increases to tax rates. So he literally cannot say no 43 cent tax on a gallon of gas for you. He, he says, I cannot do that. But, so. I, but I like how yesterday he kind of threw the ball back in Hogan's court and said, why don't you just suspend the gas tax until September? Well, and there, is there any response to that? And he's up to the ante today because today he issued a letter saying, hey, let's call a special session. And by the way, the only person who can do that is Governor Hogan. Mm. Uh, So he's asked Governor Hogan to call the special session to enact another tax holiday, which they did back in March. Which would mean bringing everybody back for the summer. Everyone loves that. But just to (laughs) kind of confirm here, Hogan does have the power to do that, right? He can call a special session. And here things get even more complicated. (laughs) I'm holding up the latest. This is a, a press release put out by Kelly Schultz, who, by the way, it must be said, is a Uh, candidate for governor on the Republican side. And let's not forget, the comptroller is running for governor as well. Peter Mm. Franto, the Democrat, is running for governor. So Kelly Schultz writes a letter and says, this is a quote, I want to be clear. Comptroller Peter Franto is shirking his responsibility. If he wanted to, he could take immediate action to halt the largest gas tax increase in nearly a decade from taking place. So it's just political. This is becoming a huge political storm, essentially. Well, I don't get to opine, but mm-hmm. I can simply report that th- these are the arguments being made because she no nowhere in her letter then does she say exactly what the comptroller and, could do. And he has said, um, I, I just got in touch with uh, Attorney General Brian Frosch, who is the key on all things legal in the state for an opinion and can't do this, can't can't say we, we can't increase the taxes. So, again, he's calling on the governor to call a special session. 
Now it's up to lawmakers would have to agree to this. And to be fair in this equation, one thing we have to remember, the lawmakers did have the option of extending the gas tax holiday back when it was 30 days. From the jump, the comptroller said, I want a 90-day tax holiday. The General Assembly, which is dominated by Democrats, opted not to do that. There were Republicans, particularly in the House, that pushed for the 90-day or at least some form of extension to delay the gas tax Mm. back then. So the issue is now, who's going to pick up the gauntlet and and take the action? Will the governor say yes? Uh, And this could change, (laughs) and I will keep you up to date, because this has been a back and forth, an hour, almost hour by hour Mm. kind of dueling letters going out here. And so for, you know, the person standing at the pump hoping for cheaper gas, you know, should they have hope that this will happen this summer or should they not? Again, I I have to stay away from being in the business of predicting I'm supposed to be just reporting. But I will say this. One thing that should be clear, both Hogan and uh, Francho do agree that this current tax structure is not a good one. Back in 2012, when then-Governor O'Malley put forward this tax structure, this gas tax, the comptroller used very strong language to say, it's not good. It's going to damage, you know, the finances of the average taxpayer. We don't want this. So I want to be clear. This is where the two men agree. Um, and I know that the average person at the pump is going, can we ding, 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 <laughs> right. listening to this thing Everyone agrees. Up. Let's just get this done. Right. But it's complicated. It is complicated. Kate Ryan breaking this down for us. It'll be interesting to see if they actually take another look at the tax structure the next time they get together in Annapolis. Thanks for being here with us. You got it. And Megan, before we go, we got to tell you about some free marketing I did for the DMV Download podcast. <laughs> Wait, this has something to do with what you did last night. Yes, yes. I went to the Nats game, and it was a tough loss. The Dodgers just destroyed the Nats. But it was also rainy. It was also raining, so there are very few people. This is all related to the story. Because there were so few people, I actually happened to get on the Jumbotron not once, not twice, three times. Stop. And I happened to be wearing my DMV Download shirt. So I just danced with my DMV Download shirts. Oh, my God. Check it out. I'm like putting my hand over my eyes. You were (laughs) dancing on the Jumbotron? Oh, yeah. It was raining. The the camera guy was right behind, like over my shoulder. So like I look at the Jumbotron, see myself and have kind of like an existential like, whoa, who is that? That's me. Turn around and like look right into the camera. And so, and like, um, point to your chest oh, yeah, where we yeah, have our logo. Like, yep, exactly. The so, camera guy's like this guy. Yeah, exactly. Keeps dancing. That's awesome, though. You went on the jumbotron. Yeah, it was fun. It was cool. There's nothing like just going on the jumbotron. <laughs> you know, it's just such like a fun thing. You're like, wow, everyone can see me. This is crazy. I see myself on the big screen. <laughs> anyway, it was it was fun. So that's my story for today. That's pretty good. Was it just you? No, no. It was uh, my sisters. And my girlfriend. Okay. And yeah, yeah, they weren't all wearing DMV download shirts. I didn't know unfortunately. if you were. I didn't know if you were just like dancing alone by yourself on the <laughs> yeah. jumbotron, which would have, you know, just increases the awkwardness slightly. I spend my time alone in the stands of Nats Park, <laughs> dancing, hoping to be on the jumbotron. That's what I do. Well, you finally got your dream. I did. Dreams so come true, people. It's true. <laughs> That'll do it for us today. Thanks for joining us for the DMV Download. We're sponsored by Steamfitters Local 602. The show is produced by Megan and me with the help of our intern, Rosie Hughes. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab, and our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance, and follow us on social media where we post content every day, but sadly don't have a picture of Luke on the Jumbotron. <laughs> I know. You can find out more about this podcast and become one of our VIP listeners at dmvdownload.com. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. 
Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at WTOP.com, and on the WTOP News app. Have a great night, everyone.